12, 31, 23. 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3. Somehow the kid in me <laughs> really finds this uh, day hilarious because I believe this is the last time in my lifetime that the day will be 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. And I believe that this is as good a time as any to reflect, given that it's the last day of the year. This is the Awoken Word Podcast, and I am your host, Anuj Rastogi. And 2023, where do we begin? It's been a hell of a year. At a global level, the Russia-Ukraine war continued into its second year. And for whatever reason, when I was looking back at things that happened this year, March seems to have been a really big one. So... At that time, Iran and Saudi Arabia finally had reestablished diplomatic ties. At that time, the massive protests happening in Israel were actually against Netanyahu and his government in their planned overhaul of the judicial system in that country. Around that time, uh, I think we were just in the wake of the Silicon Valley bank collapse, which then led to the collapse of two other banks and major bailouts. And speaking of bailouts, Sri Lanka had just negotiated a $3 billion bailout from the International Monetary Fund to prevent what was certainly looking like economic collapse at that point. A lot more happened through this year. A little platform that some of you may have used in the past, Twitter, was renamed as X. And that platform and social media in general have continued to exert an incredible impact on the world and our relationship with each other. And then we come to the fall of 2023. I think it goes without saying at this point that the attacks on Israeli civilians by Hamas on October 7th unleashed a chain of events that I think many of us would agree we never anticipated seeing in the way in which they've actually played out. The inexcusable horror of those attacks on October 7th has been followed by inexcusable, unbelievable levels of human suffering waged on a civilian population in Gaza. And on the sidelines of all of this suffering have been people all over the world protesting for one side or the other side, or in some cases just trying to raise a voice for humanity. And in my own lifetime, I feel like this has been truly one of the greatest tests for how far we have come as a species or not. Now, when we talk about ourselves as a species, it's hard not to really think about 2023 as a pivotal year. I wonder in the future, when we're looking back at history books, if books do exist, and if we're not all just fully digitized and living somewhere in the cloud, I do wonder in these future history books if 2023 marks a very different time, not just for what's happened in the Middle East, not just for the persistence of certain conflicts, but in particular because the species that we are has been working for the last several decades on giving rise to what potentially could be a new species, AI. You'll recall that back in November 2022, OpenAI launched ChatGPT, 
the first publicly available general purpose AI that could be interacted with by the public. And it really did take the world by storm, but it also caught us off guard. Now, AI as a concept in various shades and iterations and different branches of technology has been in the works for several decades. But this particular moment is our first glimpse in the mirror at what we as a species may or may not become as a result of our relationship with AI. As Tristan Harris and Aza Raskin from the Center for Humane Technology have put it, if we want to change the outcomes, we have to change the incentives. And I think our experience with social media over the last decade has shown us that we've got much of that, if not most of it, very, very wrong. The way in which social media was rolled out, the way in which it embedded itself within our societies, within our workplaces, within our lives, within our schools, has fundamentally changed the way that we experience the world. Many people around the world experience most of their waking life, not through looking around at the world, but through the pinhole of a smartphone. For many of us, most of our decisions in some way, shape or form on a day-to-day -day basis are connected to or influenced by social media. Who we connect with, who we like, who we dislike, who we'll vote for, who we will not vote for, which restaurants we're going to go to, whether this war is just and this side is correct, or whether this war is unjust and that side is evil. We have become an incredibly fractured society in a very short amount of time. And much of that can be attributed to the incentive structures of social media platforms and the way in which they have raced to capture and capitalize on our attention by any means necessary. And based on the experiences that we've had with social media in 2024, with AI moving at the rate that it is, with new large language models coming out, it feels like every other week from many of the big tech players, but also an emergence of smaller large language models from new entrants into this race, we are seeing a huge shift. But we're seeing a shift not just in technology, we're actually seeing a shift in our ability to keep up with the things that we create. And so why am I bringing all of this up right now? Well, 2024 is, as I mentioned, a moment of choice. Do we want this new technology to fragment our societies further, to take what social media did in terms of putting us against each other, putting us in tribal echo chambers, and as my previous guest, Martin Ryan, had put it, do we want it to displace many of the most intimate parts of who we are in terms of our sleep, in terms of what makes us human, in terms of our relationship with each other? Or do we want a future in which AI is actually helping us progress as individuals and as a collective? The problem is that the human race all too often sees everything as a race. <clears throat> we see it as a race for supremacy, for domination, for competitive advantage. And in that construct, it always becomes an us versus them. And we are in one of those inflection points in our civilization where we cannot afford to make the decisions based on the idea of us versus them. This should not be a US versus China question 
on who advances AI and how and whoever gets there first. So heading into 2024, we also have another choice to make about AI, but not the one I've just been speaking about. We have a choice to make about our own analog intelligence. The intelligence that rests between our ears and the intelligence that hopefully lives deep within our chest in the human heart. 2024 is a big one. As of right now, depending on what your specific definition may be, there are between 193 and 197 countries or nation states of some sort on the planet. And going into 2024, I believe there are 64 countries in which there are some sort of consequential elections happening, of which 42 countries will have either a general or a presidential election. This is significant because if you add up the populations of all of the different countries that will be having elections, I haven't actually done the count, but I would guess it's somewhere between a billion and a half and two billion people. So a significant proportion of Earth's population is about to make some pretty big decisions that will impact us all. We need to make choices about what the future is going to be while we still have control. And we also need to make choices about who we want to be while we still have control. In my humble opinion, I think we are making two of the biggest choices that we'll need to make for a number of years in 2024. We're making a choice on how AI and technologies like it will be used, will be evolved, will be governed when they're at their most critical inflection point. At the rate in which AI is advancing, we actually have a very short window of time before we can truly intercept it and change the course of the future. We are also making a choice on how people and nations treat each other in the midst of an incredibly horrific war that's playing out between Israel and Gaza that is putting on full display our collective tolerance for human suffering. Will we continue to vote in leaders and then sit on the sidelines as they launch or support wars in our names to further the fortunes and the futures of a few elite? Or will we come together and reduce the fully preventable human suffering that we see around us? Will we point our collective focus and the trillions and trillions of dollars worth of global economic output that we have towards more division, towards more war, towards more extraction and subjugation in the name of progress? Or will we as a collective be that tide that truly begins to lift all boats? I think all of these questions start with perhaps the most primitive question inside the human heart, and it's that question of good and bad. Now, I know good and bad are very subjective terms in different contexts, in different times, in different circumstances. Good and bad may vary, but they are a choice. Now, I'm with you. These seem like big, messy questions and challenges so large that they are beyond any one of us to be able to affect. But these challenges are not new. These questions are not new. I think these questions exist from the moment that that spark of life enters a cell. And I was reminded of that once again by my nine-year-old son. Some days my son just takes a really long time to eat his meal. And these long, drawn-out meals actually create the perfect conditions for random conversations. 
Some of you may have listened to uh, the recent conversation I had with him. It was actually a sleepy early morning conversation about the situation in Gaza. But most of our conversations actually take place around the dinner table, largely because he just takes so long to eat and we just have to find a way to keep him occupied. So in today's conversation, another surprise impromptu chat that really caught me off guard with him. Uh, We talk a little bit about both of the things that I just went on and on about. AI and good and bad. But it comes across through a very simple conversation about transformers and superheroes. And now it always amazes me to hear what gears are turning in the mind of a child. Once again, I don't understand how his brain has managed to capture and process all of this different information. And it is for this reason that I'm calling this episode Analog Intelligence. While the world's tech companies spend tens of billions of dollars in setting up new servers with new transformers and computational power to crunch massive sets of data to learn even a little bit, here, my nine-year-old and billions of children like him around the world, within a very short amount of time are being able to connect dots that are actually quite mysterious. So anyhow, in today's conversation, we talk about Transformers, superheroes, and good versus bad. I've never had this conversation before with him. I was hearing all of this for the first time. Now, you'll notice that he is a bit worried about robots with a mind of their own. For the purposes of this conversation, uh, let's just keep AI and robotics as meaning one and the same. We also talk a lot about good and bad. But he blows my mind with one particular idea that I had never quite thought of in this way. He basically shares with me that the kinds of good that we have in this world exist because of the kinds of bad. And if I'm honest with you, I really don't know what to do with that thought. I don't know what the full implications of it are, but I'm having a really hard time refuting it, particularly as we enter 2024. And we're going to have to solve a whole host of problems and look ourselves in the mirror in many different ways that we've never had to before. To the world, I wish everyone a Happy New Year. I know not all of us are as blessed or as fortunate to be in the positions that we are, to be safe, to have food on the table, to live in a place where we can select our own leaders or voice our own opinions. And I believe it's the responsibility of those of us who have that privilege to do what we can for everyone. And with that, I leave you with uh, my little glimmer of hope, this conversation on AI and good and bad with my son. This podcast is my humble attempt to bring a full grain of sand of goodness to the beach of human experience. Inspiring. This podcast is my love letter to all of you. Would you rather be Transformers in the world or superheroes? Like, do you mean superheroes who can fly and shoot lasers out of their eyes? And Yeah, ones that are basically the same like Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Black Panther, Superman. 
But the story's changed on how you make it. I, I think if there was superheroes, then it means the laws of physics that we know might not be the laws. That means there's more happening than we understand. But you said something about superheroes. Why, why not superheroes? Mm. When there's, um, if you choose superheroes, there has to be the villains. When you choose Transformers, there has to be Decepticons because where there's good, there's always bad. And that's the thing I'd never thought about. Like, So you said not superheroes because that means that there's supervillains with the same kind of powers, right? Mm-hmm. I would love to see superheroes, but that is kind of creepy. I don't know. But see, I think Transformers can happen. They don't even need to be from another planet. It's basically AIs that figure out how to build robots that can reconfigure themselves and change themselves in different ways, but they are aware. They're conscious. They're like us. They can think, right? That, I think, could even happen on this planet, and that hap- that can happen within, you know, like, science can allow for that. Basically, when robots take over, but much more smarter. Yeah, but I don't know if robots would take over, though, like that. I mean, the Autobots didn't really want to take over, but the Decepticons did. Just so they could get the cube. But why did they want the cube? So that they could have power. Hmm. But what about the Autobots? They didn't want power, did they? No, they wanted to defend their people and humans. But why do some Transformers become Decepticons then? Mm. Because that's just how they were taught evilness. But who taught them? Mm. Probably over time. Some of them became bad and wanted the bad ones to rule over the good. Because I don't know the Transformer story that well, but I think there was a planet, Cybertron, and all, all of the robots on it were just the same. They were Autobots. But one or a few decided to do something different and then started turning against all of their values. But why do you think that happened? They didn't agree with how they worked. Hmm. Is disagreeing a bad thing? No, you can have your opinion, but you shouldn't make such a big deal about it. What do you mean by making a big deal? Like, if some people think that, um... Hmm... If some people think that eating rice in a bowl is better than eating it in a plate, they don't have to, like, ban eating rice in a bowl because they like eating rice in a plate. They can just 
eat how they want to eat. Is this a real example? Have you heard people get upset about rice in a bowl? No. <laughs> It's a good example. So, okay, so disagreeing is not bad, but are you saying that people should not force their opinion on somebody else? Yeah. That makes sense to me. I was just thinking the same thing. Like, it's actually really important to disagree because if everybody agreed on everything and thought the same thing, the world would be really boring, right? Mm-hmm. And we'd never actually get anywhere. Do you think it's possible to disagree and still be nice to each other? Yeah. How did we get here? We were talking about superheroes and transformers. Mm-hmm. Which one would you... Oh, yeah. I was asking uh, how the Decepticons be became the Decepticons. So do you think that there will always be good and bad? Or do you think there's a way to fix it so that... Even if people have different opinions, they can work together. I think, with for my opinion, I think there will always be a good and a bad. Why do you think that? Because where there's good, there's usually bad. But why, though? Why do you think that's the case? Because some sometimes people disagree, so then they want to stop that person but does, from doing something. But does disagreeing mean good and bad? Mm, sometimes. Do you think good needs bad? Sometimes because when, like, if if there's like a a bank robbery, like for for example, police and criminals. If there's a bank robbery, the police help and try and try to get the money back, which makes them good. But if there was never bank robbery or something, the police couldn't do anything to to do good. Hmm. Like if they didn't help the people from like criminals and stuff. So if there was no criminals, then there would be no police. Yeah. I'm not saying that th there would be no good. You can still like help people cross the road, do fundraisers, but they wouldn't be that type of like good people, like saving like lives and stuff. Hmm. So I think what you're saying is the kinds of good that we see might not exist if there wasn't bad. bad. That's really interesting. I mean, you know, what? I never thought about that. Like, so you're you're kind of saying like, if there was no fires, then there would be no firemen or women, right? Yeah. And if there was no injuries or sickness then there would be no doctors yeah hmm so you would have good 
but you wouldn't have all the different kinds of good. Yeah. You'd still have some, but there would some of the main ones wouldn't be there. What do you think is the most important kind of good? Helping. Who should we help? People who need it. Who are the people that need it most? Homeless people, people who are injured. Um, Is it only people? No, it can be other things like animals, like how there's vets which help animals survive and without animals there wouldn't be a, a food chain and then humans wouldn't be able to survive. That's very true. We need the full food chain, otherwise we don't exist. Right? Yeah. Hmm. So 2024 is coming up very quickly. What do you think is going to be different? Technology, probably more buildings, less wildlife. More buildings and less wildlife? Yeah. Hmm. Less natural resources, more glass, metal. Are you excited about the future? No. Why? Um, if people stop, like, won't stop doing things, then global warming will continue, and then break the food cycle and then slowly make the animals the, their their numbers will slowly decrease year after year there will be and then the people will chop down more trees more forests and then turn more of it into gravel and concrete and built in space with buildings but unless you, somebody changes that but don't you think we have a choice like, we can choose to do those things or do other things. But some people just don't want to. Okay, but there's lots of good things happening in the world, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you excited about in the future? A new AI that won't take over the world. A new AI that won't take over the world, okay. What else? Mm. So let me tell you this. Some of these things that you think are maybe a little bit scary, like AI, can also be very good. So did you know you could use AI if it's done properly to help get education to kids in all different parts There's of the world. AI in like hospitals and stuff too. Okay, so that helps people who might be sick or in a hospital, right? But isn't Elon Musk trying to create robots with mind with a mind of their own? I don't know if he's trying to create robots with the mind of their own. He is working on robots. There are Tesla robots. I think it's called Optimus or something. Uh, he's also working on some other projects like Neuralink to connect human brains with computers through interfaces. So he's it's doing creepy. stuff like that. Creepy? Yes. Some people think it's exciting. 
turning half your brain into AI. Hmm. Yeah, but sometimes if they if they do it wrong, then some bad things could happen. Like what? What could happen? If he if he tries to create like a robot, for example, and he messes up if 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 like if he messes up on something and creates one with a mind of its own, they couldn't stop it, and it could create more of itself. How did you come to that conclusion? Mm. I'm just I'm I'm curious. It's <laughs> because sometimes if like if something gets messed up inside of the robot and they can't control it and it doesn't do the things that it's supposed to do, like a robot that's supposed to like clean up your room, it might not do that. It might like take things and start hitting things. Hmm. But if he tries to make something like super advanced, that then if that messes up into it, would, it could be bad. You know, every every through our history, whenever there's been a big change, there's always been some people really excited about it, thinking it's going to make things better, and there's been some people who are really scared about it, thinking it's going to make things worse, right? But imagine somebody said, we're not going to have smartphones at all when, when they were invented. Do you think that would have been good or bad? Bad. Without smartphones? Yeah. Why? Because then people couldn't, like, they, they, they could still, like, uh, like, tell each other letters and stuff, but it would take a lot more time for them to get it to each other, but like if there's like fam if they're like family and they have and they're like on either half side of the world and they need to communicate, it's gonna take a long time for them to send one letter to to another, and they have to pack all their words in there. But for a text message, you can just say yes, and then they'd see it, and then you can do like a whole phrase or something, and then text it but then for that you'd have to kind of guess what they're gonna say to that and answer in your one mail Other, uh, otherwise you're gonna have to keep on getting sheets of paper and then put it in an envelope and keep on writing and you'll it'll also be easier to like keep track of time but the thing is it's not like he created like phone cases that walk around the okay, so you're drawing a line at, at like robots and stuff. Mm -hmm. But we just shouldn't build robots that can like take over everything is what you're saying. Yeah. You don't trust robots? No, definitely not. Definitely if they have a mind of their own. I do not trust them. Why don't you trust them if they have a mind of their own? What makes you feel that way? Basically, they're base, they'd basically be a stronger version of humans, a so, robot alliance. So wait, are you saying you don't trust humans? I don't trust uh, robots that have a mind of their own. Why not? Because they could, some of the, the robots could be good and some of them could be bad. Just like a robot version of humans and then 
that would start, but they'd be more advanced than us. They'd be able to like shoot lasers without guns or like or like bullets. They'd be able to have they'd be able to fly without jetpacks and create more technology than we could create ourselves. How did you get these ideas of what robots would do? Like you have a picture in your mind, but I don't know where it came from. Mm. From all of the technology stuff that's been happening. But humans are getting close to doing that. Okay, and that makes you nervous. Do you think we should continue doing it, but we should do it in a in a safer way? Yeah, like recheck re the programming before they start the robots or something. Oh, recheck the programming. Okay. What else do you think we can do to make it safer? Mm, set a limit to what the robots can do. Who decides what that limit is? The person who creates it. But what if one person who creates them thinks a limit is different than a different person who created them? It, the, the, there would already be like, they have to like set that limit. But if somebody like bad tried to get in and set the limit super high, then they, 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 once they'd recheck the programming, they'd be able to see if somebody did that. Oh, so it's like a, an audit trail of who made changes. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Do you think we should keep trying to build AI? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good start. Mm, okay, so you talked about uh, natural resources. You talked about AI. What else are you excited about? I know you're not fully excited about AI or uh, what's happening to the environment, but there are things we can do to fix it, right? Isn't this off topic? Why is it off topic? Because you're supposed to tell me if you'd rather have superheroes in the world or Transformers. But, but everything is off topic. Where are the Transformers going to get their energy from? And if superheroes come, then should we have like AI robots here to help? I don't know. Maybe it's not off topic. Any wise words for 2024? Where there's good, there's bad. Do we have a choice? Yeah. What should we choose? Good. You've been listening to the Awoken Word podcast. Or at least, I think you have. Or maybe it just came on and you left the room and right now I'm talking to no one. But on the off chance that you actually did listen to the entire episode and you liked what you heard, there's a lot of ways that you can support Awoken Word. First of all, definitely subscribe to the podcast. We are available on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, 
And of course, all of this content is available on our website at www.awokenword.com. You can also connect with us over social media. On Instagram, we are at Awoken Word Podcast. On YouTube, Facebook, and X, formerly known as Twitter, we are at Awoken Word. If you've liked what you've heard, definitely spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your siblings, tell the crazy half-naked guy in the apartment across the street. Tell your pet iguana. If you feel like spreading the word amongst some ferns, go for it. However you see fit, spread the word. Like many others, we're trying to build a better world through meaningful conversation. And if you'd like to discuss any of the topics or the conversations that we've had here in your own podcasts, please feel free to do so. If you have questions, if you have recommendations for new guests or new topics, definitely do reach out. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Anu Drastogi. Peace out.